three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. Nope. So is I. And the Red Baron. No J-Mart today. J-Mart is out. J-Mart is out. He's with us in spirit. He's on the DL. <laughs> He's on the DL. The, 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 the one-week DL. We'll reevaluate him. We'll get him back. It's Jeff, so it's an ankle injury. Concussion protocol. Ankle injury. <laughs> Either way. Seven days. Groin injury. <laughs> Got a groin injury. We well, taking the out for 14 days. That's true. So if we could put him in a 15-day deal and activate him in seven days. All right. How long are we going to talk about this? Hold on. What if we put him on a one-month deal and we get arbit- arbitration for it? I don't know if that's how that works. Do you know what arbitration means? No idea. All right. So then how do you know? <laughs> it's something to do with trees, right, Kyle? I think so. <laughs> Starting lineup. Souls. Fuck. Um... <laughs> I got the Flying Jenny. Is that what that says? Graysale Brewery in Rhode Island. Island. I don't care about that. The name's pretty cool. Okay. Why'd you pick it out? Saw it. First one I saw, so I picked it. Okay. I have, from Stony Creek here in Connecticut, the Double Ruffled Double IPA. Oof. I just realized Kyle's a dick. Why? Because he's the only one with a non-Connecticut beer. Ooh, boo. Damn. You know who wouldn't have done that? Jeff. <laughs> and he's on the DL. Well, we also never really discussed anything. Yeah, well, see, I, didn't, I didn't know what, what Mokshin was buying. I just, I really liked this, the look of this beer, so I got it. I also got another beer. That's not from Connecticut either. Well, <laughs> what do you have, Paul? Uh, from the Thomas Hooker Brewery, I have the Super Duper Double Citra. And it's the, the, the can art and uh, description and all that stuff are based off of the show Double Dare, the game show from when we were kids. On Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. It was part of that whole uh, game show series where it was uh, Double Dare, Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, um, uh, Figure It Out, and there was another one, but I'm forgetting it. forget what it is. We'll have to come back to it. <laughs> Red Baron, here. And from Thimble Island, Mutually Assured Destruction. Mad. Which... I think either Monday or Tuesday we'll have our show from Thimble Island. That's right. Uh, posted. And it'll be airing on PPRN Radio Sunday. Network on Sunday, Easter. Kendall being real lazy drinking the same beer back to back days. Yeah. Well, I thought it was supposed it was to be a craft beer show and the guys drinking the same beer twice. Well, I thought, it, you know, it's a good segue. We were at Thimble Island, we recorded, and now it's a way to. Yeah, make <laughs> our stamp. You know, if any of us did it, it'd be dumb, but it's yeah. a good segue That's for him. That's not true. That's not true. I've never said it was dumb for you guys to do that. <laughs> yeah, he said it was dumb. When? He said it was... I'd also like to put out that uh, Souls A, is that what you introduced yourself as today? Yeah. It's hard to keep track. Souls A and the Red Baron switched hats today. That's right. My uh, purple Diamondbacks is really clashing with my... Purple, purple shirt. Purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see in the Facebook Live video. It goes together really well. <laughs> so, uh, Toast of Excellences? Anything? Anybody? I'd give mine to uh, Martellus Bennett, announced his <laughs> retirement, 10 years in the league. I've always liked him. Douchebag brother. Yeah, his brother's no good. 
Doesn't even watch basketball no. games. He goes to Sixers games and looks at his phone the whole game. It was really funny because Mock tried to start like a Twitter beef with him, yeah. and then then there were some off the field issues that arise. <laughs> you could bring I'm, it back. It's I'm gonna leave him alone. <laughs> let, let the dust settle for a little bit. <laughs> Red right, Baron, Miriam, do you have anything? Uh, my toast, of excellence. God, I was not prepared for it. All right, my toast of excellence is to the show finally coming out for the PlayStation. Yes. Um, now we finally have a, a new game to play for hours on end and mindless entertainment. Uh, and 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 toast excellence to to Kyle, who's created player in his first first game of the season went for the cycle. <laughs> I didn't want to clap for that. <laughs> Trade him on some bullshit. I'd like to say too. He hit a ball that the guy dove for. He missed it by a mile. So Kyle got a triple out of that. And then the and then the first base hit that he got, he hit it and it just bounced over the third baseman's head. Now Kyle, real life all time. How many triples have you had? None. <laughs> maybe about, maybe what, one. What about in Wii Baseball? I don't know. Do you have a toast of excellence, Kyle? Now Kyle, real life all time. How Kyle? Real life toast Kyle, of all time. Uh Sorry. It's always funny when something technically goes wrong because everyone <laughs> just stops and looks at Kendall. So my toast of excellence to the Charlotte Hornets. They had a back-to-back game where they played very well. Dwight Howard, a 30-30 game. And they beat the Memphis Grizzlies by 61 points. And Kyle's really lucky that those two games happened right after the same <laughs> game they went to. Because there's nothing I would love more than walking out of the stadium, Kyle, down by 61. <laughs> That would have been completely different if that, that girl that was slapping her forehead saying Charlotte rules, <laughs> that game happened. <laughs> the Hornets! Yeah, that, was, that was very intimidating. <laughs> well, was do you scary. have one now, or did we stall I do, enough I for do. you? Uh, I was going to uh, give it to Loyola Chicago. Oh, what a cop-out. Well, they advanced very far. I, I, How far did they advance? Uh, they made it to the Elite Eight. Final Four. Final Four. Final four. Yeah. See, even better. <laughs> Can you believe this? We're actually going to get a shot of private stock in before we even get to shot <laughs> trivia. Yeah. Guy gives a toast of excellence, doesn't even know the stats. <laughs> well, it's a great, you know, toast. Today's private stock is a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> Brought to you from the Jameson Distillery in uh, Dublin, Ireland. Um, Souls enjoys it. Um, warm with uh, following, uh, being preceded by a uh, shot of pickle juice. Yeah, gross. No, it's not. Get over it. When I do it, I have to do the pickle juice first because I hate pickles so much that I, I want the Jameson to kill all the pickle juice in my mouth. You Okay. A-OK. <laughs> right. Congratulations to everybody. This beer's gross. No, I'm just kidding. That ain't that bad. We got, the, we got the, the, the... I don't know how to describe it, but you guys know the face. I'm talking about the face from Mock. Sheen. Washable. Yeah. Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash <laughs> sucks. So, Souls, you got some shot trivia? I do. So uh, let's get the the bottle over here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, talk me the Jame. The Jame? Can I you guess, just call it Jamo? It's Jenny Jameson, guys. Flying Jenny Jameson. That's right. You didn't put those two together. She was a, she God, was a, just take the shot. She was a great, great girl. Oh God! Not even ten minutes in, we're already doing the <laughs> accents starting. The, the, the SNL accents. Well, Kyle, what do you think? Kyle, that's probably like the best liquor we've had on the show. <laughs> it still sucks. Ever. It's actually the best one we've ever had, it, probably. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Got a big bottle of Canadian Club waiting for you, Kyle. I think I'm going to start bringing keep on. Forgetting just, I think I'm going to start drinking single malts instead of beer. <laughs> all right. So, my side trivia. All right. In 1939, Ted Williams was a rookie. How many RBI did he have that year? 
Hmm. Red Baron? I like the elaborate ways you go about asking questions. Not to interrupt the, the guessing, but it's just, like, very easily could have been, like, how many RBIs did Ted Williams have in his rookie year? It says, in 1939, <laughs> Ted Williams was a rookie. <laughs> My dad was born that year. 91. 89. He's a Hall of Famer. Probably puts up Hall of Fame numbers. I'm going to say 53. You guys are all very off. It was 145. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know he played a... Did he play a full season? Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna, see, it's one of those things like... Clearly, after I give you the answer. <laughs> it's like, he's a Hall of Famer, but like, you know, it's one of those things where like I was either going to go really high or really low. And I lost. I was really hoping he would go high. Yeah, I knew Kyle was. Oh, well. Fuck this guy. I got to do the private stock next week. We'll see what it is then. I was <laughs> Oh, I'm not buying the next one. You said that last time <laughs> and the time before that. In the land before time, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I don't want to get too drunk before work. Let me just you know, take another sip out of the bottle. <laughs> I'd like to point out this little sticky note I found here. It says, thanks for ripping up my lawn, asshole. Don't know what that's in Oh, Uncle Bob definitely wrote that. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Bob. Um, so, yeah, we got, we got stuff to talk about. I don't know what it is. NBA. Europe, MLB, everything. Yeah, things are happening. Con, do you want to recap our Phillies trip quick? Uh, no. Nice. All right, so we went to Philadelphia to see the uh, 76ers play the Hornets. Uh, Kyle has yet to see the process take form in live. So we, we, we took him there uh, after he bought the tickets. Um, <laughs> it was really nice. We took him there. He bought the tickets. We didn't really have a choice because Kyle just said, hey, I'm buying tickets, so we're going. I was like, oh, all right, let me know when. But um, it was a lot of fun. You know, we had a road trip. Uh, whenever we go on a road trip, we make a CD full of uh, ridiculous songs, and we listen to it nonstop the whole way. I heard Drake and Josh theme song a lot. I wanted to snap that CD in half. We went to Bojangles. Just kidding. We went to Church's Chicken. It was gross. It was very, it was very good. I got the spicy. Very spicy. I, I never felt it. so awkward in a place. Yep. Thought we were going to die. I don't know why. Why? Wasn't a good part of Philly, really. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, no. keep, keep your... It's just that everybody looked at us differently. <laughs> like, like, we, they looked like we, they'd never seen us before. They have well, never seen us before. <laughs> uh, so then, pretty uh, hefty transsexual. Yep. And then we, uh, we went to the, the, the big sports bar outside all the stadiums, because uh, if you've ever been to Philly, any, all their stadiums are in one location. Um. So uh, it's convenient because it's, you know. Pretty dope bar, too. But I have know. a question. But it's just, it's convenient because it's like, it goes Eagles, Phillies, 76ers, City Dump. But I, I have a oh, question. Oh, never mind. Those are the City Dumps. What do they do just if kidding. all three teams are playing at once? Because it can happen. Getting in and out of there has got to be horrible. No, it can, I don't think it can happen. I mean, it didn't start until after it, it could only happen. No, it could happen if the Phillies made the World Series. Yeah. The and Phillies would have to make the world, and then who cares what any other team is doing because the Phillies are in the world. But series. no, you can have you can have an Eagles game, a Phillies game, and like a Flyers game going. No, because hockey and basketball start at the end of October, and by then the Phillies would have to be either they have to be in the NLCS or or the World Series. But think the flat the baseball is about to start and hockey's still yeah, going. but football's not going on. Oh, that's true. So you, can do, you can do some garbage talk for that one. <laughs> Any pro lacrosse guys? So you know? What I'm saying is, this, uh, I don't know. For, for all not. three teams to be playing at the same time it means the Phillies are really deep in the playoffs, so no one gives a shit about the other two teams. Yeah, for real. Because I mean, it's the first five games of the the NBA or NHL season. 
and we can skip one Sunday game for. <laughs> and to be honest, if the Phillies were really doing that well, the, the Eagles will probably pull some strings. Like, hey, can we move this to like a Monday or something? <laughs> but um, no, we went to a pretty pretty dope sports bar. Saw a pretty hot waitress. Ah, uh, yep. my wife. <laughs> and then uh, my wife. Then we went to the game. The game little, was good. Yeah, it was a good, good game. It was it was closely contested for most of the game until like the last two minutes. The Sixers ended up blowing them out at the end there, but it was good. We ended so, up in that Skybox Club that we had no part being in. Yeah, because Kyle bought the tickets from uh, SeatGeek, so we got a season ticket from or got them from a season ticket holder. So we got VIP access. So didn't know that. Until so we got there. two out of the five of us walk in in sweatpants and hoodies, <laughs> um, and there's people in like suits sitting down eating dinner. Nice um, we saw Michael. Steak. We saw Michael Bennett there, uh, and. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. And Malcolm Jenkins and Mock wanted to start a uh, free Meek Mill chant, and then they got shot down by Kendall and Jeff, and then later on the next day we saw somebody wearing a Philadelphia Eagles free Meek Mill jersey. <laughs> we also saw an Allen Iverson. Yep. yep. And and this made me realize, and I said this to you, Kyle, why 76ers fans suck. Eagles players got a bigger ovation than the greatest Sixer. They just came off a Super second, Bowl. Second greatest Sixer all, right, of all even time. Even still, greatest second. And they showed Iverson, and everyone was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but it was just cool. one, of the, it's one of those things. That, like, I, Iverson's there all I the time. I get what you're saying, but I, I agree with Kyle. Iverson's at a lot of games, and so it's like it, it's not really that like uncommon to see him at a Sixers game. And on top of it, I um, I, you know, I don't know who's been there, but like that, if that was Malcolm Jenkins' first game since they won the Super Bowl. It's just the fact that... They also introduced him as like Did Super Bowl champion. The AI had there's a reason for it because the free frosty got a bigger ovation. Listen, <laughs> than Alan Iverson. Oh, really hyped. Right? <laughs> we didn't even get the free frosty. We never do. Yeah, we've been the Steelers had something like that too because there was like a touchdown score in the third quarter. Or it was like a that. free sandwich yeah, or something yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Probably from Primatini Brothers. They're kind of really. Actually, I think about. it was from Primatini Brothers. <sighs> Real let us down there, reader. I was let down. I didn't <laughs> let you down. I let you talk, everybody down. You took this sandwich up the whole drive down there. And I it was like the worst I, thing I've ever I didn't had. mind it because it was covered in coleslaw, and I love coleslaw. Oh, I heard <laughs> such good things. I was very excited and just well, didn't come we to the restaurant next time. You mean the one that's two feet from our hotel? Yeah. That we stay at every time? That was a real kick in the nads. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, so let's, let's, let's move on from that. It was a fun time. We had a lot yeah. of fun. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you for Kyle. taking us. You're welcome. Thank you for my birthday gift, guys. You're <laughs> We got you there. I never said you didn't. Yeah, but you said thank you for the birthday gift, and then you made one of those faces like, look at that mock. So does that mean we don't have to get you a gift? No, you have to buy me a gift. I bought you a lot of presents. You haven't bought me any presents. What? What? Well, you can't give a look. No one's no one's seeing you right now, Oh, Kyle. they know the look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's acceptable. So yeah, so uh, what do you want to talk about first, Kyle? Basketball? Yeah, so about some NBA. Okay. With the playoffs about to happen, 10 games out. Playoff races are very close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know in the Western Conference, like three to eight is all shifting. Yep, like the Pelicans Pel- are all over the place. Pelicans went from eight to four, back to six, <laughs> in like five games. Yep, Bulls are fighting for the the one seed of the lottery draft. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. That was a personal attack. No, <laughs> they, did you want the one pick? Dick. Actually, saw so this funny meme. Um, it was like. Uh, it was from this Instagram account, not ESPN, so it's just like fake ESPN news, and it was uh, power rankings of all Chicago's teams, and it said uh, one Chicago Cubs, two Loyola Chicago, three the Bears, four the Blackhawks, five the White Sox, dot 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 dot, uh, one hundred and forty-seven um, Chicago YMCA Youth League. Um, <laughs> then the next one said uh, Chicago Church Basketball, and then it's just Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I mean, 
The Bulls should be higher than the Blackhawks. I mean, the Blackhawks have already been eliminated from the playoffs. The Bulls have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, have they? Yeah. At least, but they, they've been they've done more. The Blackhawks were terrible. So I saw a thing the other day. They said the Blackhawks are looking to possibly get rid of the coach. Is that is there any truth behind that? Or um, I mean, that you would know. I mean, it's possible. I mean, like the Blackhawks. I mean, they had they have had a Stanley Cup caliber team for years. I mean, you know, this is the first time in ten years they haven't made the playoffs, and the past two years they've had first round exits. So I mean that's that's definitely like I mean, you know any any real sports fan will tell you certain teams like the expectations aren't just to make the playoffs. Yeah, there's certain teams that you know like like the Dodgers, the Astros, like they're expected to go to their championship series, like things like that. The Warriors and the Cavs are always expected to go to the you know anything short of the finals is a disappointment. So it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. Um, I think they should give him one more year. Um, unless he's up for a contract. If he's, yeah. up, if he's up for a contract, then, you know, they might just let him go. But I think he should be given one more year. Um, you know, Taze and Kane are still going to be Taze and Kane. Um, rework the defense, and they're going to have Crawford. And they're going to get a good draft pick now. So bring in somebody youthful that they can keep around for a while. You know, the, the Blackhawks have always been good at filling in holes on the team through, like, free agency and trades and all that, so... I don't know. I mean, the guy won three Stanley Cups That's what I mean. in like yeah. seven years, so it's like... Got to give him a little uh, wiggle room. If what's-his-face there for the Cleveland... Or the, the Cincinnati Bengals can still be coaching Marvin He's Lewis. He's got blackmail on somebody. If Marvin Lewis and, and Jason Garrett can still be coaching teams, there's no reason that, that Cornville should ever be fired. The Mar- worst part about Marvin Lewis was like, hey, this is going to be my last game. And it has that great win, upsetting the Ravens. And they gave him a two-year contract. He's like, you know what, actually... I think I could still coach some more guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, just we'll run it down real quick. Um, in the, the the playoff picture as of right now uh, for the NBA in the East, you've got from one to eight: Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, Philly, Indiana, Washington, Miami, and Milwaukee. Um, with uh, Toronto, Boston, and Cleveland all clinching um, playoff spots already. And then in the West, you've got Houston, Golden State, Portland, OKC, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Minnesota, and then Utah, um, with uh, Houston and Golden State clinching playoff berths and their division titles. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of close stuff here. You look at the West, uh, from Utah to Portland, it's a three-game difference. Utah's three games out of the three-seed. And, and they're the eight seed right now. And Denver's only a game behind that. Yeah, Denver, uh, game and a half. Game and a half. No, one game. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, Clippers are one and a half out. So, I mean, looking at this, I mean, realistically, I mean, if I had to guess it, you know, you got the Clippers and Denver are on the outside looking in. Denver has the more ability to make the push, but I don't think the Clippers will. Um, I mean, they're only they're only two and a half games out, but... They're just, they're just they not keep a complete losing. team. Yeah. And, and for the Clippers, I mean, for them to make it, if I'm the Clippers, I don't make Take the chance in the lottery. Don't, because <laughs> you're going to make it and you know you're pretty much guaranteed like the 16th pick because you're going to be the worst team in there and you're going to get probably <laughs> blown to pieces by Houston. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to lose. And there's nothing worse than being like the eight seed, being all excited to be there. And you go in and you get blown out, swept in four games on your home court. <laughs> well, if you look on the Eastern side, I think Milwaukee could beat Toronto. Kyle, you think everybody can beat Toronto? You just don't like. I Toronto. don't think Toronto's a good. I think Toronto's a bad playoff team. They never win in the playoffs. Okay. 
and just Milwaukee had the personnel. But they've also, but if they've never finished with the one seed, so they never had the cakewalk there. Milwaukee's not a cakewalk. I'm not saying they're a cakewalk. I'm just saying they've never had a cakewalk there. They always finish in that three seed area, so they're going up against a team that's finished the season three games out of their spot. So they're going up with a much more contested team. They've never finished one and gone against the eight seed, like Detroit or something, that was 20 games behind them. So you don't know. You don't know, Kyle. I don't, but I just think Milwaukee can beat them. You think, but that, that my, so my, my point is you have no credibility because you think every team can beat Toronto. Anytime I ever hang out with you, if there's a Toronto game on, I could see them beating Toronto. Toronto's not that good. I could see them beating Toronto. Well, yeah, they but ha- they have to be that good. What if do you mean they're not good? So how do you win 54 games and you're just not that good? I'm telling you, they're going to fall every year. That's not the argument right now. The argument is that you said Toronto's not that good. How do you win 54 games and not be that Listen, good? I understand what you're saying. And your argument against it is... I'm arguing that the regular season is better than their playoffs. Their playoffs suck. Well, that's your new argument. That wasn't Kyle Lowry argument. can't play in the playoffs. DeMar DeRozan can. Yeah, but Kyle Lowry can't, and he's one of, like the, he's the leader of the team. I, I would argue that DeRozan's the leader of that team. They everyone goes to Lowry first, like not DeRozan <laughs> to score. Lowry's the vocal leader of the if team. If you need financial advice, it's <laughs> <laughs> the team accountant. <laughs> Really wish this guy was right here right now. <laughs> you know, really it's I was going to say, Jeff requested that someone argue with Kyle and Paul right out of the gate. Well, Take him out. Because he's wrong. DeRozan's the leader of the team. On the court for scoring and all that stuff, that's, that's DeRozan. That's, and that's what matters in the playoffs. Being the guy in the locker room that goes, okay, guys, let's go out there and kick some Milwaukee butt. We can do it. By the way, Jonathan, your credit score needs some work. Jonathan will eat Toronto alive. Maybe. Well, I think Giannis can eat a lot of teams alive. <laughs> He's really good. But, it, I mean, can't do it by himself. You won't have to. Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, they're going to get Malcolm Brogdon back. Okay, but this is a team that's finishing just north of 500, and they've had most of those players all year, including Jabari Parker. No, Jabari Parker just came back. Not just came back. Okay, he's finally getting more minutes. He was only playing like 15 minutes in the first like week, two weeks he came back. But I'm saying, but they're just north of 500. I'm telling you. And Toronto's a 50-win team. I'm not saying Toronto's going to beat Milwaukee. That's not my prediction. I don't know what my prediction is. I'd have to wait until the playoffs are finalized. But I'm just saying, you, you, you think Toronto sucks. No, I just think they're overrated. <laughs> so what do you think they should be finishing every year? As a six seed? As a three or four seed. So what happened this year, then? They had a good year. I mean, they have a good year. They've had a good year every year. They've just been playing a much more competitive. I mean, Cleveland's not had a good year for Cleveland, and Boston fell off a little bit here and there. And they get to play the Knicks and the Nets twice, more than twice, a lot more. <laughs> so did the Sixers. We really didn't play like as much as I thought we would. Okay, you played Charlotte three times. Hey, we put them again. And they, and they yeah, really? Yeah, we played April first. Put me three times this month. To the point where you thought you bought tickets to the wrong stadium. Yeah, not my fault. It, it absolutely would have been really your fault. Fucked me. Fucked with my mind. I don't know. These these playoff pictures stay the same for me. Nothing changes. I mean, maybe like within seedings, but I don't think any of the teams that aren't in it make it. Detroit can't. I don't think Detroit's not eliminated from the playoffs, but they're you know four and a half games out. Go Pels. P E L S. I think Denver could sneak in. Who's the seventh seed in the West? Minnesota. I think Minnesota has a chance to fall out without Jimmy Butler. 
I think they'll be fine. I think they'll. I think they'll make it. it. Might be the eight seed. Like I said, I think they'll switch seedings within. But I think all. I think all eight teams in both conferences are the teams that finish it. I have a question. Do you think when the Clippers traded uh, Griffin, they kind of just established, hey, we're preparing for next year, and the fact that they're kind of close to being in is just a bonus? No, they're, they're preparing for the future. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you're saying that they're cut. They're on the cusp of being an eighth seed. Is that what you guys saying? Yeah. So the fact that they're that close is just. By chance, pretty much. Cause they were they were really they, they were playing all right in the beginning of the year, and they've just been like five hundred ever since the trade. But they don't really have the dominant score, right? So it's kind of like like Blake Griffin was the superstar of the team, but now it's like Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan. Who DeAndre Jordan's not a score, and they just have basically Lou Williams to score. So like makes that, sense, yeah. I just didn't know if it was a, a fluke or, you know, that there was more to it than, than meets I tell you, the it's eye. probably got the fans kind of irritated. <laughs> like, oh, we were this close. You know? <laughs> DeAndre Jordan probably not going to be there next year. Well, the Clippers will be one of those things, too. The Clippers, just it's just by chance they have a great record. Because, I mean, from Portland down to the Lakers, which is the three seed down to the 11th seeded team in the West, they're they're all within 12 games, 12 wins of each other. Yeah. So those games are all much more highly competitive, and you have a, a bigger chance of pulling out a three-point win here or, or a team having an off night and winning them out. And then the teams that are bad in the West are really bad. So it's like in the West, the only two teams this year that you like were more guaranteed to lose to were Houston and Golden State. So, for you know, I mean, it's not really – like. I think if they didn't, I think even if they didn't have Blake Griffin all year, they'd still be sitting in a similar boat. They might be a couple more games out, but they would still be – knocking on the door of an eighth seed when the playoff picture was winding up. It's not like the East where, like, teams are just, like, kind of, like, regularly bad. <laughs> Traditionally <laughs> bad. <laughs> Poor Knicks and Nets. The Nets God. did it to himself. Well, the Nets are actually... The Nets did it to himself. They traded away their entire future for two aging stars. Yeah, and then the GM that just got there is actually doing a pretty good job trying to build that team back up. Because he was, he was left with no draft picks, a very terrible roster. And they're, they they didn't play great this year, but they played a lot better than they have in years past. They easy. <laughs> Go back to the roots. <laughs> they were better when they were in New Jersey. Yeah. I and the Knicks is just what they're doing. They're just, uh, there's certain teams that are kind of like a lost cause. I like the Knicks, but that is, Phil Jackson, teams are forever doomed. Phil Jackson I don't know what it is. ruined that team. Yeah. I think the movie Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg grew into the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It's a good movie, though. I mean, not really. It's not a good movie, but it's humorous. I don't believe Jeff Hornacek will be in New York next year. It's just... Mark Jackson would be a good coach for them. Mark Jackson built the Warriors. And it's just... Steve Kerr got handed a team that Mark Jackson built. And Steve Kerr just rolled rolled with it. The Knicks are going to trade their entire team for one player and then call up their whole G League and then draft. <laughs> and they're going to go from there. They're going to get LeBron and free agent. Trade the, They're going to cut everybody except for Porzingis. They'll give all the money they physically can give to LeBron. They'll give him a max contract plus the Empire State Building. The Sorry, the LeBron James Tower. Um, and there you go. That's what's going to happen. Do you think the Sixers move up to the three? No. 
Why not? <laughs> Kyle's so mad now. What do you mean? I think the six. I think the Sixers fall to the five. I think they have a chance to move to the three. Yeah, well, yeah. statistically they do. Because they have the easiest schedule left. Okay, but and the Cavs have been playing like ass. Okay, you asked my opinion and I gave it to you. Okay, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I think they fall to the five. Okay, I think they lose some of those games. Okay. Something against you. I just, I just think they do. I just think lack of experience coming into this, the playoff run does it to them. And honestly, I don't think it'd be a bad thing because I think they're they're starting to heat up a little too early. Got to bring them back to earth for a second. Trust the process, Kyle. Oh, I trust. Kyle it. does not trust the process. He wants LeBron James. Championship team. They don't need LeBron, but they're a championship team with LeBron. So do you believe? So why don't they need LeBron then? Because you'll make them into the championship team. So they're not a championship team without him. Not yet, in like two years maybe. But you still have the Warriors that are going to be there. Yeah. And if the Sixers play the Warriors this year, they'll probably lose to the Warriors. Sorry, Mark sent me a Snapchat, and his hair looked very funny in it. It does. It's not a great photo, but hey, I like it. <laughs> I don't know. I. All this doesn't mean anything because the Pelicans are getting in, and that's it. Anthony Davis down. Anthony Davis is going in. Being knocked that. out in the so first round. We have <laughs> ten games left. <laughs> what? Ten games left in the round season? ten. Uh, probably like sixteenth, um, seventeenth of April. Yeah. All right. So let's do we let's do a bracket school. this week. Yeah, well, it, it's probably going to be. Like, no, we can't do a bracket till they're finalized. You're right. You're right. Because <laughs> if we do a bracket now, you're going to have. Well, Utah I, is the eight seed, <laughs> and then in, the season's going to end, and Denver's going to be in it, and then everybody's brackets well, wrong immediately. <laughs> I took to heart what you said about the being the same, the position. Yeah, of, well, I could be wrong, and I don't know if you've ever you listened to our own shows, wrong. but <laughs> we're never right. <laughs> That's not true. Look at our MLB Speaking free of, agency wait, thing. Wait, where's Frank Carr? Oh, it's time. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. It's time for the the apology segment. <laughs> yeah, well, Kevin also has to do his, his well, Mark, private stuff. I yeah. always have to take a shot for calling people out. You have to. Why? Because you called me out. We talked about this on the car. In the in, car. In the car. Private on side. the way here. <laughs> It'd be cool if we rode on the car on the way here, though. <laughs> now, so, question then. So, since I have a Jeep, if we take the top off, are we on the car now because there's no roof? Yes. Yes. So Souls would like to issue a formal apology. Um, this was his his doing, saying <laughs> that he wanted to he wanted to issue an apology on air. So, oh, I said I just basically said it. The Sixers don't need LeBron James. That wasn't what the apology. <laughs> That's not what we're about. talking about. <laughs> that was the apology. No, what? the apology <laughs> was about Frank Gore. You <laughs> Frank said Gore. <laughs> never said that. What? Never said anything about Frank Gore. So you said the apology. So when you sent the apology text to the group chat, it was, it was never about, about Frank Gore. It was about LeBron James. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Frank Gore. He's a dolphin. He's not going to do anything. They just signed Brock Osweiler too. Not a bad signing. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. How so? He's a veteran. He's been in some big games. He beat the Patriots in the regular season. <laughs> you can sit here and argue that Brock Osweiler is a good player. He's decent. You could take that. No, no, no. Listen, he won games. He won games. Where's Tannehill? What's he been doing? He's still there. Kyle, lo- Kyle loves Injured. Tannehill. He's better than Osweiler. They're, they're probably on the same plane. Yeah. 
don't give me that. They're both don't. sitting. They're both sitting in the cargo hold <laughs> on a passenger plane. Tannehill's won just as many well, big games. I'm Brady's sure. flying it. Osweiler what big sucks. games? Exactly. Kyle, give Osweiler a chance. Does anybody else remember we that have. game? Like, does anybody else remember that game like two years ago, where when Tannehill like opened up the game? I, I think I think it was against the Bengals. Tannehill opened up the game with like a like an 82 yard pass to. Uh, it was like to Landry or to somebody, but he opened up the game with an 82 yard pass, in like the second second down of the the first drive, and 82 yard touchdown pass, and then I think he finished the game with like 110 yards. <laughs> Classic Tannehill. Yeah, line. I remember watching it because for some reason I forget what it was. Oh, my quarterback went on a buy, and I never like I forgot I'd cut my backup quarterback to like pick up some good guy off waivers. So I was like, crap, I don't have anybody. So it was between Dalton and Tannehill, and I was like, well. I know Dalton won't do anything, so I was like, well, we'll give Tannehill a shot. And then that first pass happened, I was like, ooh! And then the rest of the game was just like, <laughs> It was pretty terrible. I think it was like two years ago that happened. I'm trying to remember. Well, it definitely wasn't last year. No, no, it wasn't last year. <laughs> yeah, he's so bad. They should have re-signed Cutler. Is it, you think Cutler comes back? Um, I think he finally joins Fox. If a team wants to give him a chance, I don't think Cutler's going to seek options. I just think he, if a team wants to give him the give him the chance, I think he'll take it type of thing. I, t- I think he'd fit pretty well in Arizona. I think he would, too. Have a good check down option with Fitzgerald and the deep threat. It is the desert. With David Johnson. Yeah. He's an older quarterback. He's good with the receiving. He's good with receiving backs. Very good with receiving backs. Dry heat's good for the arm. Jay Cutler beat the New England Patriots in a regular season game. That's right. A lot of good things happening in Miami for quarterbacks, especially with Osweiler, Osweiler, uh, Osweiler coming to town. Souls, comment. Why do you like him? I don't. I just I know it bothers you. The next quarterback's gonna be Patton Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, Charlotte's hot, but it doesn't mean anything. They're too far out. Because um, without Kemba, they don't have any offense except for when Dwight goes off, which is far and few between. I don't know. I don't know. I, to me, I'm really just like, for Kyle, he's excited because of the 76ers, but like, I, I don't know. I'm just gearing up for another really boring playoffs. See, I, I'm excited because this is the first year I've really followed the NBA, and the team that I support is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So that's good. And you going to watch any of those games? And if the team. I'll watch playoffs. If the seed seedings finishes the way it is, they'll probably make it through the first round. Who are they playing? They'd play Portland. P E L S. Portland will choke. They do it every all the time. So keyboard. Oh, <laughs> never know that. You could see you could see the Pels go go through the first round. I think they'll make. I think they'll make it through the first round if they don't fall to the seven seed. I got a crisp new Anthony Davis shirt that'll look nice throughout the playoffs. Gotta get you a jersey. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, but I I was trying to spend under sixteen dollars. Uh, so you were looking on those. Chinese, you think they, the you think they could beat the Thunder? Yeah, I do. You don't? It's up in the air. Either team could win that series. Okay. Good insight. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I would think Good the Thunder would win now. There's a fifty-fifty oh. shot. One of those teams is winning. <laughs> it would be like going to Game Six or Seven. All right. Every every team every every away team is going to sweep this year. <laughs> Be a record. Rockets and Warriors are probably meeting in the Western Finals. Yep. Unless the Warriors don't get healthy. Hey, because there's pretty much no chance the Warriors can fall to the three seed. I think it's actually mathematically impossible. 
for them to do that. So they're pretty much guaranteed the two seed. Then Steph got her as soon as he came back. Yeah, he's out until the playoffs. But like I said, I think it's mathematically impossible for them to fall any farther in the seeding, so I don't think it really matters. I think I think Golden State would be fine with being the two seed. Have home games so they play Houston and then for that one it really just it just what which team decides they want to play defense that game. <laughs> it's really what it's gonna come down to. For Golden State, it's like I don't know, like every time I watch a Golden State game, they've got some great defenders, but they just like don't play defense. They don't care. Because they know they can just drop 150 points. It's like Kevin Durant was a great defender in Oklahoma City. Haven't seen that in Golden State. Klay Thompson has not been the defensive player that he was the past two years. I mean, Draymond Green even hasn't, to me, hasn't been as defensively a giant as he was. He's just been a really big rebound machine. They'll turn it on, though. They're just going through the motions. Yeah. It's funny. You don't really, I mean, I haven't, I can't say this for sure, but you don't really see NBA teams, like, sit players going in, like, to the playoffs, kind of like in, in football. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's week 16. Because it's a joke that any team does that. I think it's a giant joke, even for the NFL. So stupid. I don't agree with it, but I just it's so I, prevalent. I don't like it, but I, I see in the NFL just because you don't want to see someone get hurt right before. I hate it, too. But teams like the Steelers have done it. Like, we're like, the people have, like, not just the Steelers, but it's just the first one that came to my mind. But, like, teams have rested players in week 17 when they have the first round bye. Yeah. Like, what the hell's the point of that? Like, oh, our running back just ran for 300 yards the past one week. Eight touchdowns, 47 receptions for 649 yards. He did all that in a game against the Browns. Let's rest him for three weeks. Make sure he's fresh. Get that mojo really cracking. Making your players cold. Well, the offense wasn't the issue in that game. So the wrestling wasn't the problem. But they played the entire defense. They just suck. God, what are you talking We're not talking about I don't, that I don't game. I'm talking about wrestling players. Like, the wrestling players wasn't the problem. We're talking about Steelers Jags. That yeah. we're talking about just a we could, just a bad game. Like the resting, the players actually probably helped the players that were rested. Kyle, so you're turning this discussion about resting players into like you defending the Steelers. No, I'm just saying that resting players isn't really that big of a deal if you already clinched. It's dumb. Not. It is dumb. Why do you need the rest? What if, what if you know Ben Roethlisberger played Week Seventeen against the Browns and then broke his collarbone and then you'll be saying they're dumb for not resting him? I would have never said that. Never in a million years. I've been against resting players my whole my whole life. I will never. Well, it's it, it happens. Injuries happen. It's a freak of nature. It, 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 but everybody else would have been going into Steelers and saying you should have rested. You should have rested him. These players they get paid millions of dollars. Uh, yep. All right. Yeah, you can sit on the bench. I could defend more if. Let's say Ben started the game, and even if they're down, you know, halftime, pull them. Yeah, him, if you're going to uh, pull them, that's fine. But you don't, like, resting a player for three weeks I mean, I, I think stupid. I've seen a lot of players become cold from resting, and it's happened to the Steelers. I mean, yeah, that, and that's, that's not what happened this year. I, I agree with that. It's not what happened this year. But it has, it has happened to a lot of teams. And to be fair, your offense came out very flat against Jacksonville, and they were all rested in that game. Against the Browns. They scored a lot of second-half points. Yeah, a lot of down-by-a-lot points. And a, and a lot of them... I think, didn't you guys score three touchdowns on fourth down? Yeah, it was incredible. And all in the second half. So your, your offense did come out flat and very cold. We turned but, over the ball twice in the first half. So, I, I don't know. But it's, it's not such football. It's just all sports. I don't, I don't agree with resting players. Like, if there's injury loomingness or stuff like that, that's different. Like, if a player came back from... 
you know, a, a, a hamstring injury or something like that, and they, they're playing on reserved minutes or they're going to play a game and then take a game off while they're just kind of recoup through the injury, that's different. But if you're just resting healthy players to rest them, it's dumb. Well, baseball can see why they rest them. Well, no, but they, they physically need the rest. That's yeah. different. Because you play you, you play 10 straight games in 11 days. That's, <laughs> that's different. In football, you play one game, and then you've got the next four to six days off. I get you have practice, but, like, it just doesn't fly. Like, I mean, oh, uh, you know, I did a lot of lifting at work the past five days. I'm going to go ahead and take Monday off. That's right. Like, with I, pay. I don't, you're gonna, you're gonna I don't like it. it. I, I see the merit behind it. I don't like it. But, I mean, teams are going to always do it. They're, it's not going to stop. Things should be worked into contracts. I think if you're rested, you shouldn't be paid. Why? Why, why should you get paid? If if your contract works out to you getting four million dollars a game, why the hell should your the team be paying you four million dollars to sit on the bench? But but that may not come down to the player's decision. If it's the coaching right. staff that sits them now, the coach is determining whether then the coach shouldn't get paid. Fuck them all. Nobody should get paid. <laughs> should be free. Week seventeen is pro bono. <laughs> I don't know. Wrestling players to me, it's a joke. Well, see, I think they do it too. I mean, you you kind of get a small sample size of what other players on your team can do. You know, if God forbid, if you get into the playoffs and all of a sudden, oh, your starting running back is now hurt, you have a better idea of what your backup and third string running. You know, it just kind of. I don't know. That's what preseason and practice are for. Fuck Fitzgerald Toussaint. <laughs> I the disagree. Prime example. Of I that. disagree. <laughs> He had some good games. Yeah, yeah he did. It's just he did. a bad time to fumble. And he's not the only guy. That's Wait a minute. Are you talking about versus the Ravens? I'm just saying. Because Toussaint was not the guy who fumbled. That was what's-his-face there. Uh, ben, um... I thought it was Toussaint. No. He didn't fumble? No, 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 no. You guys are thinking of... Ben Tate? Ben Tate was the guy we signed for that one game that fumbled <laughs> and ruined it for us. <laughs> Toussaint is innocent. I Toussaint thought he forever. fumbled, too. Because I remember Mendenhall did it. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> You're thinking of Ben Tate. I mean, Tucson, I'm sure, has fumbled in the regular season, but he's never been <laughs> I costly. Thought he, I thought he fumbled in the playoffs. Don't know. If you're thinking versus the Ravens, I'm pretty sure it's Ben oh, Tate. I don't remember what game it was. Oh, I remember. <laughs> All excited. Oh, yeah, Ben Tate, he's okay. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was not okay. I don't, I don't usually watch Taylor's playoffs games. I'm usually too busy watching Kyle's dad like burn the house down. <laughs> on the first drive. Oh yeah, they scored a touchdown, but they fucking did it in five, five plays. What a fucking joke! He would say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> where you get it from. It's his fault. Is Bob listening today? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Shout out, Dad. Love to get him on. <laughs> Shout out, Dad. He's not coming on. We'll convince. He'll never come on. We'll buy him lunch. We have a better chance of Larry coming on. That can that works too. Larry would be fun. I'd like to see Larry on here. I'd like to see him punch Kyler in the face <laughs> in the air. We yeah. don't want LeBron. <laughs> oh, he's a big LeBron advocate. So you guys don't trust the process? No, we trust it. But it doesn't hurt to add somebody like Le- LeBron. That's James. not trusting the process. It doesn't hurt to add the best player. <laughs> <laughs> We fucking went through the process. Now we're ending the process, and then we're going for a title. <laughs> I hope if he goes to Philly is when he just has his dramatic drop-off. And they're just stuck with him for like three Kyle years. Thinks. Kyle thinks that he's going to have the drop-off. Yeah. That's why he won't impede on Embiid. 
Ooh, that was a J-Mart type thing there. Yeah, but it actually worked. (laughs) (laughs) It it was correct usage. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, We haven't really talked anything about sports at all. Just, I mean, like like any NBA stuff, we've just been arguing with each other. (laughs) That's what people want. P-E-L-S. Pels, Pels. Write it down. Pels and six. You think they're going to go all the way in your lifetime? They could. They're probably going to lose Davis. It doesn't look that way. Because Davis is campaigning for Boogie to come back. It doesn't mean Davis will come back, though. Oh, come back. All right, real quick. I'm out of here. I'm then, leaving. Then Davis will get a really big contract from Paul, from Boston, and then he'll fucking sign it. Awesome. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, going, he's going to the Sixers. No. Him and LeBron uh-huh. are going to the Sixers. I can see him going to Boston. Trust the new process. Yeah. That old process, all fluff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bigger in the works here. Could you imagine if, like, I'd love to see Kyle's face if we got, like, a you know, nice little ticker across the screen. It's just, like, LeBron James to sign with 76ers. 76ers expected to make trade for Kevin Love and J.R. Smith. Ben Simmons for two players and second round pick. <laughs> I'd absolutely murder Brian Colangelo. Why? It'd be a good trust the process. You, you bring in, yeah, because you bring in the best player in the game, and then you bring in some players that he knows how to yeah. play with and stuff. I mean, it, worked out, it worked out great for Miami when they brought down uh, what's his face down there. Um, trust the process, right? The, what the fuck's his name in there? Uh, Ogalskis won championships. They gave LeBron trust a face the process, new. right? No, it's different. Why is it different? It's a process because the Sixers aren't going to bring it. in older guy to have the roster to do it with just LeBron. I think they have the roster to do it with just the roster. I think most teams have it to just do it with just LeBron. Like, no, that's LeBron not true. Add LeBron to almost any team, puts him in the playoffs. Not, yeah, in the playoffs, they're going to win. You put LeBron in the Nets, they're an eight seed. Hey, you can score. You can win from the eight seed. What do you mean, no? He wouldn't win a championship with the Nets if he went there. <laughs> it's just it's all speculation. How could, how could you say that? they're not good. Yeah, but I don't think he'd win one with the 76ers. Doesn't just because just because he's why because you have the big three of him Simmons and Embiid. They're talented enough with that. If those three play together, they're talented enough to beat the Warriors or the Rockets. Okay, but I mean Wade Bosch and LeBron James were more than talented enough to beat the Mavericks, and they didn't. Yeah, but then they won three other titles. But they lost to the Mavericks, is what I'm saying. Okay, but Dirk deserves one. I am not. <laughs> no, that's not an argument. It is, but I'm just saying. And I'm just saying the Mavericks team was really good. And. Okay, but they weren't better. They're, nobody on their team, no three players on no, the team. No, but I'm just saying, like, things happen. You're right. Teams okay. upset other teams. Yeah. So the Sixers get LeBron and lose. Okay, that could happen. To Portland. That would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Kyle, Kyle's the only person I know that's like, his teams can lose the, the final game as long as it's to a team he likes. Right. <laughs> like, oh, that's <laughs> fine. I don't, I don't care. Okay. It's like, oh, Kyle, the, the, the Phillies are... are Playing the Rockies in the NLCS. So oh, I don't care then. That's fine. The Rockies can win. I like them. Or the Giants. That's happened. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that happen to Kyle. We were playing a game in the living room. Almost a, cried. a board game. And he's over in actually Jeff's parents' room. They weren't home. He's watching the game in their room alone. <laughs> Here, we hear something. Something happened. And Kyle comes out and throws down his hat. It's like, Kyle, it's your role. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Cody Ross. He was a good guy. Yeah, but he's a dick. He ruined my time. He's a good guy, but he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, Cody Ross is kind of sucks. So who's going to the finals? This year? Pelicans? No, in three years. Uh, Cavs-Rockets. 
In three years? No, in three years? I just said in three years. I don't know. You think it's Cavs-Rockets this year? Yeah. Okay. Houston-Philly. Just to prove Kyle wrong about LeBron James? Yep. Cavs-Rockets. Okay, I'm happy to be proved wrong. (laughs) No, no, I I, I don't know. The Cavs, I mean, I think they'll be in the Eastern Final, but I think the Sixers will beat them. Stick with my prediction from a long time ago, because it's... It's still very much a possibility. Toronto, Portland. Battle of the Red. I like it. Red and black. Red Pels. and black. Pels. It's a Pels. very long trip from Toronto to Portland. Hey, you're not making it. You're just, you're just a <laughs> click of the, the remote away. It's not that long. How long is it? I don't know. It's not as far as you think, though. Yeah. I don't know where Toronto is. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto's in Canada. I know that. I don't know where in Canada, though. Who did you say you said Cleveland and Houston? I mean, that's a long trip. Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> you are just a silly guy. I think for one year they should change it all up. I think the MLB should be, the NHL and the NBA should all be one game for the championship. And that's it. And then we should play a best of seven in the, for the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. But they should play it in seven consecutive days. A lot of injuries would happen. I bet yeah. you want Osweiler during that. <laughs> <laughs> the backup running back would become like the most essential position. <laughs> And backup linemen. Up the, up the roster. Yeah. To like yeah. 104. Well, no, no roster changes. No no, 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 uh, no February call-ups. None of that. Just seven games, best of seven. You're going <laughs> to see a lot, happens, of, happens. a lot of CTE and like 23-year-olds. <laughs> a lot of ended careers. But hey, isn't the championship what they strive for? Isn't that what makes it all worth it? Yeah. I can picture him at the end. If I told you that you would... Uh, I'll give you one year in the MLB, and you're going to win a World Series, but you're going to tear both your ACLs. Would you do it? Nope. I would. Nope. At the end of the series, you're like, you know, this trophy, it's, it's cool. I'm yeah. glad to be played for it. Yeah. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I would do it for a gold medal in luge. In luge. <laughs> I thought you had more to say. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's what I got to say. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. Fair so, enough. NBA, yeah, it's shaping up. I don't know. I just don't get excited for the NBA playoffs anymore. Until something different happens. If Portland and, if Portland and Toronto were able to go the whole way, or, or e- either of those teams, I'd be way more excited. But right now it's just looking like Cleveland versus Houston or Golden State, and I don't want to see that. But Houston's different. They are, but they're not. Houston's like, Houston's always been in San Antonio. Have always like the past four or five years have been the the powerhouse team that's able to com- to compete with Golden State. Golden State's just edged them. I mean, it's like different. Like I want like a different team in the Western Conference Finals. Like, so you, you're talking New Orleans. New Orleans would be fine. I would be fine with seeing a New Orleans Pacers Finals. Pels, pels, pels. Anybody but the really anybody but Golden State, Cleveland. Or the 76ers. Found me. Dick. <laughs> well, I just, I think, I don't think the 76ers are ready. I think they need that superstar to come in, that 33, 33 to 34 year old superstar to come in and push them to the next level. I think LeBron can take them from a five seed to a one seed. Before we go to break, could we, could we make a deal with you, Mark? Once, once the seeding is complete. Can we do like a, a Pelicans like a rally video? We'll paint you up in purple. <laughs> you do the chant like we can stand on stand on the roof or something. Would you do on that? the roof? Well, Whose roof? An elevated surface. It doesn't have to be a roof. We could probably make something happen. No, 
As long as everybody's in it. That's fine. Is that a verbal agreement? Sure. All right. Now we're going to go buy a Baron Davis jersey. Baron <laughs> <laughs> Davis. Yeah. Or David West. Delonte West. Watch your freaking mouth. I think he's in jail. Yeah, probably. <laughs> was he the one that everybody was saying like, was LeBron's dad? Yeah. Like thing? Yeah. yeah. NBA's weird. NBA's really weird. I tell you, the NBA to me, I don't know if it's just the way, um, how, how like, prevalent it is on like reality t- to me it's like a giant reality show i i don't know they should have like what they have for like uh, like for wwe they have the total divas yeah they should have like total nba well they do it <laughs> keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> just Cor- uh chloe no yeah no chloe's the one with who because yeah because kim married chris humphreys uh, that, didn't really that was for like three days. <laughs> yeah, but Chris Humphreys was like a, a prevalent player for the Nets. Like I'm not saying he was like an all star in the league, but he was he was a big name for the Nets. Like he was a very important player. And then he wasn't. Died. <laughs> and then he wasn't. Is he playing in the big three? And then Lamar Odom fell off. And then uh, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, Thompson falling off. James Harden. Nope. Why? Who did he have sex with? He was with Chloe. Was he? Oh uh, well, then good then. She did something different that time. <laughs> they were saying he got out because Lamar, they found a member in like the brothel surrounded by cocaine. James like, not- new. <laughs> yeah, it's all hidden in James's beard. <laughs> still trying to get Shakes him. it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It's snowing. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I want to see something different. March Madness, though. Loyola. It's madness for sure. It's funny because like there's so much like Loyola like making it as far as I did like everyone's like so but like everyone's forgetting that like like Villanova's still in it, <laughs> Michigan, Duke, yeah, Michigan. Just, like they definitely Loyola could definitely win it all, but they got a pretty rough path to get there once they get to the final <laughs> four or once the final four is all set and ready to go. It's definitely not going to be a cakewalk for them. Now they play Michigan next, but I mean they they handled Kansas State and Kansas State's a really good defensive team, like very good. Just they don't have an offense. But but I'm saying but like the, no no I know but they're, they're very good defensively and you know they were able to beat them by dub ditch. K State. Nope. Shut up. I think it's uh, it's almost break time. Break yeah, time now. Time break to take a break. Uh, second hour we'll have a I don't know some crap to ramble about. <laughs> um, Facebook Live. Yeah, we, we think we do some recaps on some of our MLB free agency predictions from a previous show and uh, maybe a little NHL playoff pictures. We'll see what happens. We'll be back. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by the same people. Yeah, we're all here. Came back. The same people. Um, we've had a couple changes. Uh, we've had uh, some starters uh, get pulled out of the game and have gone to the bullpen. Uh, Machine and, and Solze. Who, who, who's in to close the game? My closer I'm bringing in from Six Point Brewery, the Low Res IPA. Solze? And I got Miller Lite. In the 25-ounce can. That's right. Beautiful. I gotta say, um, I like I like Machine's uh, power and uniqueness of, uh, of pitches, but your guy definitely has longevity and, and consistency. <laughs> that's right. That's what I'm going for. So it's gonna be a real battle. Mm. Who's gonna win? Miller Lite. Okay, that's fair. So Souls did a little math work during the uh, the break. To we did a few, not a few, but a. 
some shows back, uh, the the boys, including J-Mart, did some free agency predictions on where they thought some uh, very quick top, top prospects would land uh, for MLB free agency. And as per usual, um, we just sucked at everything. So why don't you go ahead, Souls, and give them the, the winner? Uh, Kendall, with the winner with two correct. <laughs> two out of how many? Um, like 620. Beautiful. All right. Uh, he got Zach Kozar going to the Angels. And Mike Masak is going back to Kansas City, right? Nice. And then uh, everybody else? I had one, which was Todd Frazier going to the Mets. And then nobody else had any. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Hi, Dave Sometimes Walsh. you have like, <laughs> a, an ear to the business, you know what I mean? And for myself especially, I just I have, I just know what's going on. You know, and, and Kyle, you you have kind of like a semblance of that. So yeah. I, I commend you. Well, Kyle's in most locker rooms. He always right. knows what they're saying. Right. What the players are feeling. You, sir, are going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> Why? He's just a dickhead. That's fair. Uh, spring training is almost up, right? Correct. When Next, we on Thursday, season starts. Season starts, and uh, who's got the first game? Don't know, Kyle? I don't know who's the first actual game. Everybody's playing on the 29th. I always thought Cincinnati was the first game. Everybody plays on the 29th. I feel like I always see Cincinnati's game televised. This is the first time, actually, since, like, the 60s that every single team playing on the same day. Well, that's how it should be. I agree, but they don't do that for some reason. Mark, do you have us on PPRN? Are we are we live? Are you picking us up or no? I, I have the Facebook video, the Facebook yeah. Facebook video? Okay, cool. So that's where you can find us. Chat with us. Yeah. You can also chat with us on uh, PPRNRadioNet.com. Yeah, head over to the website. But uh, you'll be talking to... Uh, Mock and the Riddler, if you have anything to say. So, don't be afraid. If you hate what we're saying, <laughs> let us know. Rebecca, were you able to find the video? What's on? It's on the PPRN Facebook page. Uh, yes, we, I believe so. Yeah, that's what we're on right now. So, I, I felt like, can't help but feel like what we had to say wasn't important enough for the Red Baron. Because <laughs> um, he really felt the need to cut us off. I just wanted people to know where we were. Should have let off with that. Yeah, you should have said excuse We were, we were having an important conversation. Back to what we were talking about, souls. LeBron James is over. He's, that was the last segment, so we can be friends now. Yeah. So let's gang up on that guy. Mets are going to lose 141 games this year. Probably more than that. Uh, That'd crum- be terrible. Crumple yeah. up those papers, Kyle. Crumple them up? Yeah, show them what we think. Yeah, that's right. Yep, closed garbage can. <laughs> Would have made it. Would have made it, though. <laughs> so, you know, so, for baseball, I mean... Let's do a quick around the horn kind of thing. What do you? We we kind of talk about some expectations and whatnot, but um, what, what are you looking forward to, and what do you think your team's weak points going to be this year for the Phillies? So our weak points is definitely going to be starting pitching after Nola and Arietta. Big drop off. I'm looking forward. I'm just looking forward to the young kids actually producing in the lineup. You saw the other day I was watching the game on spring training. The starting lineup was out there. They put up eight runs in four innings. I'm hoping that's what I can see all year round. Uh, pretty much ditto, ditto for you, what you said for the White Sox. Um, our starting pitching, um, it really falls off after everyone. Um, <laughs> the ace, you know, we were looking at some ratings in the show. Our best starting pitcher is like, well, like a 74. James Shields? No, it wasn't James Shields. Oh, it was Carlos Rodon. I'm sorry. Yeah. But big game James, though. Yeah, he was like a 62. Um, <laughs> but, uh,. I'm excited to see the, the, the youth movement kind of finally come to fruition. You know, Garcia and Anderson and um, Mikata and 
hopefully hopefully Kopich comes up sooner rather than later. Um, but the the youth movement's finally coming around. Be exciting to see them kind of make those those steps. Red Baron, uh, very excited for the pitching. You know, uh, have the potential to be best in league, if not, you know. Second best. No Jason Vargas, though. No wasn't Jason Matt, Vargas. Wasn't Matt Harvey like a 50 in the game? 68. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a, what a steep fall off for him. But I think the pitching can stay healthy. You know, a lot of promise with Thor and DeGrom. Uh, the Mets have made it evident that they're going to score their runs from the home run ball. So live and die with the home run. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, the, the, the young guys... What uh, young guys? Well, I, I'm going to retract what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would have made sense five years ago. Uh, I, I'm just hoping that they could score runs and, and not just Dude, be... you guys elected to go with Adrian Gonzalez over your youth first baseman, Dominic Smith. Hey. And Adrian Gonzalez is pretty much done. Yeah, he... I, listen, I, like I said, they're, they're planning to do the home run ball. Dominic uh, Smith's also a home run hitter. You're just reiterating what I'm saying already. But I don't understand. Why would you go sign Adrian Gonzalez? I'm not in the front office. Well, you I'm not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not making these type of decisions. <laughs> Mark? Mark? Yes? Why aren't you making those types of decisions? Me? Yeah. I just I can't get to New York enough. I, I, I don't have the time. Because you would have to take a train, and trains are dumb. Well, you're going to take the <laughs> commuter rail, yeah. That's probably one of the worst ways to travel ever. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what about you, Yankees? What about them? Expectations? No, 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 expectations. Like, what are you most excited to see from the Yankees this season? And what do you, what do you think are some, like, the big area, like, uh, of improvement concern for the Yankees? Um, I'm very excited to see the offense. Because to me, I mean, we can all see on paper their offense should be explosive. It, it well, yeah, may playing in like. A softball <laughs> it, it may be off to a slow start in the beginning till everyone settles in, but I, I think I think the Yankees are going to score a lot of runs. Um, They're going to average like five runs a game, at least. No, I say five, <laughs> five point two. But I mean, to me, like when they went into the off season, I wanted them to go out and sign like a Jake Arrieta, one of the big name pitchers. But now, you know, they brought in Stanton. I know he's not a pitcher, but. As long as their pitching doesn't give up, you know, five runs a game, six runs, I, I think the Yankees should be fine without that super top-end pitching talent. Kyle went yard with Arietta in the show last <laughs> night. We got Bumgarner for that purpose, and then he ended up doing it with Arietta. <laughs> well, Arietta's done it, too. Yeah, but not as not as impressively as Bumgarner. Actually, didn't, it's like a 400-foot bomb, wasn't it? 394. 400 feet. Yeah, okay. It was really important to correct me. Yeah. Good Shh. for you. What? So, he likes calling you out. Yeah, I know. Why do you hate me so much, Kyle? I thought we were friends this segment. I, we are. I just said the number. You corrected me. You made me feel like scum. No, mock scum. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk WrestleMania. So, Rebecca, um, don't get excited. No, nope, Rebecca, your mic is off. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your best behavior. Muted myself. <laughs> if you're on, if you're on your best behavior, maybe the day of, we'll let you talk about it for five minutes. <laughs> Well, we don't know because it doesn't be a very long show. When's WrestleMania? What year? Or what year? What day? <laughs> April eighth, uh, the day we're doing our mock draft. <laughs> oh, yep. No shot. Now that's take two hours. Do it. You could do it April first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> April 
April Fools! Well, no, that's the day we're not recording. <laughs> but it's that's also April it. Fools. Yeah, I know. Take a shot. No. Yeah. So, uh, uh so, bitch. Cut to NHL. We talked a lot about MLB last show and whatnot. Um, so, NHL right now, the way uh, things are shaping up, we've got a lot of teams uh, already eliminated from contention. We talked about Chicago earlier. They're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Um... But for the most part, really, it's it's just the Atlantic Division and the Pacific Division. The Pacific Division has three of their um, eight teams eliminated from the playoffs, and then the Atlantic Division has four of their eight teams. The Metropolitan Division has nobody mathematically eliminated yet, and then in the Central, it's just Chicago. Um, we've seen the Predators. They were the first team to clinch a playoff berth. And then in the Atlantic Division, we saw Boston and Tampa Bay clinch. Nashville really turned it around, though. They were struggling at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, Nashville really put together some some serious stuff. Um, we've already got five teams at the 100-point mark of the season with some games to go. Um, NHL is very similar to that of uh, NBA. You know, we'll probably be wrapping up pretty close to that. Um, like I know Tampa... No, I think NHL will end way before NBA does. No. No, I'm talking about, like, playoffs-wise. No. Because the playoffs go by quicker than the NBA. Not really. The playoffs not all the time. Isn't it all seven-game series? No, they're all seven-game series, just like well, the I'm NBA. saying, like, it, it, I mean, they, they do more back-to-back. The NBA will play one and have three days off, and then... Well, because the NHL will do a lot of stuff, like, they'll do... Like, when the when the Stanley Cup comes around, there's always a, at least a day of buffer. They're, they don't play back-to-back games. But, like, s- generally, they don't, they don't ever play back-to-back games in the playoffs. They'll do, like, for television purposes, they'll do, like, you know, like... They'll play, if they play Monday game one, it'll be Monday game one, then they'll play game two on Wednesday, and then they'll play game three because it's, they'll travel either Friday or Saturday, depending on the travel time. You know, if, if you get, if it worked out where like Tampa Bay was playing Florida, then it would probably just be the one day of rest because they would probably all just drive themselves. <laughs> but, you know, but if, if it worked out where Tampa Bay was playing Ottawa, yeah, they would probably get the two days of rest because it's you know flights and all that stuff. But hey, Peter and Eddie, shut up! Um, <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Oh, well, hey, they're <laughs> jumping in. I want to make sure I say hi to them. So, so we got like the you know we got five teams um, that have busted that hundred point mark. Golden Knights so far, um, or four teams. Sorry, four teams that have busted the hundred point mark. Um, yep, Vegas, Vegas uh, at one on one. Vegas and Winnipeg. We're the only two teams so far that haven't clinched because their divisions are a little more. But the way it's shaping up right now, if the, if the playoffs were to start today, um, the the eight teams that would make it, it would be uh, the Lightning, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, the Capitals, the Penguins, the Blue Jackets, and then the uh, those would be the three respective teams from each division, and then the Flyers and the Devils in the wild card. And then out of the West, we would have... Um, the Predators, the Jets, the Wild, then the Golden Knights, the Sharks, the Ducks, and the Wild Card teams from the West would be uh, the Avalanche and the Blues. So Kyle finally getting some uh, foot in his mouth from the Avalanche fans out there. Because Kyle's been very vocal about how much the Avalanche suck with almost <laughs> no facts to <laughs> back up. But, um... Kyle always finds a way to win. <laughs> well, it, it, it's very good because right now the way it's shaping up for the wild card, for the West, you've got the Avalanche sitting at 90 points and the Blues sitting at 89, and then the Kings are also at 89 points. But underneath them is Dallas and Calgary at 84 and 80. So it, it's there's not a whole lot of games left, um, less than the NBA. Um, trying to do the the math in my head, it's not it's not working out that well. But I, they're they're at the the 70 plus mark. Um, 
it doesn't look like Dallas or Calgary will really be able to pull it out, which will be interesting because for the past few years, it's pretty much been the three central teams from the division and the two wildcard teams have also been central teams. Centrals have really dominated the playoffs. And so now it's going to be, uh, you know, I mean, that helps with the Blackhawks having a terrible year and whatnot. It's going to be like teams like the Blackhawks sucking and the Rangers and the Islanders not being able to get it done, the Kings potentially missing the playoffs. It opens up the Edmonton. It opens up a lot of doors for teams like I mean, like Vegas, obviously, as the expansion team. But Tampa was really able, really able to turn things around. Toronto's got a little bit more experience now. Washington will still shit the bed. But it'll be interesting. Now, Vegas, I, I think I was reading this the other day. They're the first expansion team to have 100 points in their first season. Uh, probably. I didn't see that, I saw but something I, like I that wouldn't doubt day. it. It's just, I mean, you could imagine with any sport, I mean, just imagine any sport having an expansion draft. You, your talent is coming from basically teams are saying, okay, we're going to save these players. These are the guys you can pick from. And you're picking a bunch of guys that have no chemistry. It's, See, it's, now, um, they're not, I mean, there, there's been expansion teams in the NHL that have had success, but not this level of it. Now, I know, like, outside of hockey, like, because football had expansion, but I, I, I don't remember when it happened. Do they do the same yeah. draft type thing? You know, it's interesting. When the Panthers did it, you know who one of their players they selected was? Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty incredible. <laughs> um, but, I mean, do you think the Knights have a shot to, like, make the deep run, or is it going to... No, yeah, they definitely do. Because I mean, that's the thing with, with the NHL, with the expansion draft, is that the, the, hard, the really hard part, in my opinion, is the chemistry and bringing these players together... Yeah. You're having them playing in front of a fan base. I mean, the fans are always excited right off the start, but if the team doesn't build that success right away, sometimes the fan interest drops a little bit. It's still there, but it, yeah. it drops. I mean, you go from sellout crowds to three-quarter capacity. Um, but they've been consistent all season. They've been putting up points. They've been winning. Um, you know, they've been scoring goals. They had a really great run to start the season and everything, and, and they got, you know, some real veteran player. I mean, they got James Neal, who was just in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, and so they... They're ready, you know. Like the team has the experience, you know. They've got some. They've got some ex Blackhawks on their team who've got the coaching and the veteran staff that, that built those players. So you know they're, they're ready to go. Like I said, James Neal, you know, Mark Andre Fleury, they've got the players. Like they're they're ready to make a run. Will it happen? You don't know because that's to me that's the joy of hockey versus any other sport. Is if any sport were to keep the seven-game series, it'd have to be hockey. Because it's the only sport where just crazy shit happens. Yeah. I mean, like, in baseball, like, you get some freak of nature things that happen, but it's not as common. And, like, in basketball, like, how often are you seeing someone throw a pass and it's bouncing off of someone's head and going in the hoop? Like, it doesn't happen. It's just, it, it does, but it's not common. Same thing with football. Like, I mean, like, football, the turnovers, they're detrimental to your team, and that's why I think sometimes people wish that there was a little bit more in the playoffs, you know, but... With hockey, I mean, like, what was it just the other day? Um, it's just so fast-paced. Everything a, happens Yeah, so fast. It's nuts. I mean, well, it's fast-paced, you know. The dimensions of the rinks are all the same, but the boards aren't all the same. I mean, people, there's certain bounces off of boards, you know, that happen. I mean, I've seen pucks ricochet off of uh, support, glass supports, and go on goal when the goalie was going behind the goal to play it. And um, i got to find out who it was. You guys will like this one. Um, uh, i got to look it up. <laughs> Chat amongst yourselves. Stall, stall. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Penguins looking for a three-peat. Yeah, you know, Kyle, you just find a way to like these teams, and 
Well, Kyle's they always win. been a Penguins fan. His whole life. Bitch, when have I ever not liked the Penguins? Kyle, you don't, you barely like hockey. <laughs> but they're my team. It was the, uh, all right, I got it. It was, you want to talk about freak of nature things. Talk about how fast paced it is and whatnot. Cam Ward, the goalkeeper for the, I think it's the Hurricanes. Um, a puck got shot in down ice around the boards, you know, and, and Cam Ward went behind the net to play it. And the puck came in so fast that he lost sight of the puck and it actually got lodged in in the hole in his skate. And that's considered a live puck still because the ref could see it. As long as, in hockey, as long as the ref can see it, it's a live puck. Yeah. So did they, did they start hitting his skate? No, he didn't know where the puck went, so he skated back to his net and his skate went in the net and it was a goal against him. <laughs> that's terrible. That doesn't happen in the NBA. That doesn't happen in baseball. In football, no player's ever like, oh, shit, where'd the ball go? Let me run to my own end zone. Oh, crap, safety. Like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, I have the whole time. But, <laughs> like, that shit happens in hockey. Like, I, you see it at least once a season if you watch – Hockey regularly, you see at least once a season they have to stop the game for five minutes because the goalie blocks the puck and it, but it ricochets off of his body into one of his pads and they have to take pads off to find the yeah. puck. Like it just shit happens. It's weird. I remember that happened once with Andre Fleury. He went out. He came out of the net to play the puck off the wall and it like bounced farther than he thought and it ended up going in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing too is like you just you see weird stuff that just doesn't it doesn't really happen. I mean, like. In baseball, you'll see it like, you know, a player will misjudge a ball and they'll dive for it and it'll get past them and it, it scores a runner and it, it, it will advance like a, a runner. But like for like goalies, like you see like a goalie will come out of the crease to play a puck and they'll just, it'll just get misjudged yeah. and it'll go in. And so like, like it's just, there's so many lucky bounces and weird things that happen in hockey. And let's not forget too. Baseball and football have this, but not to the extent where the referees are in the action. Like, really, like, really in the action. I mean, in the NFL, you really only have kind of like one NFL that's in the action, and it's the defensive referee, the referee on the defensive side of the ball that will, like, kind of be in the middle of the field between the safeties and the linebackers from time to time. He makes a lot of tackles. But, yeah, but generally, he doesn't really make that big of an impact on the game. I mean, MLB, how often do you really see... The umpire get hit by the ball or something like that, and when it happens, does it count? Do they re re hit it? It's uh, a dead ball. No, it's a dead ball. Is so it in hockey, in fair territory, yeah, it's a dead ball. If the in hockey, if the puck hits the ref, you play. Keep going. Like there's time. Like the refs will be on the board, and the puck will come. Instead of skating after the puck, like they're supposed to, do, they jump up and grab the top of the glass and lift themselves up so yeah. the players can get by them. And uh, that happened to the Bruins. Um, I forget who it was. He had two goals or something like that. Two or three goals in back to back games. Um. The puck, the, the defense was trying to clear the puck out, and so they shot it down, and it hit the referee in the back and landed six feet in front of the goal, and a Bruins player came in and slap-shotted it right in the goal, and it was it's a good goal. Puck's always live. How was the ref out there? He was fine. Uh, but, but, you know, like... What are you mean, Aaron? Yeah. So, <laughs> good guy, souls. You know, for the fans and, and the, the crew here as well, um, there's, there's a lot of good hockey pages out there, uh, NHL memes... Um, NHL, NHL discussion, stuff like that. You gotta follow those pages. I mean, you, they do a lot of like news updates and stuff. So, I mean, but they, they show like the funny stuff and all that. Cause the thing with, with hockey is m- unlike the other three major sports in the United States, there's things like, like soccer. It's played a lot all over the world. And you see a lot of interesting, like there, there's like leagues, like, out in, like Sweden or like college leagues, like all kinds of stuff where like you see stuff where like a player gets pissed off at a ref and will hit him with a stick. 
and like there was a video, a very popular video, where the ref. He dropped. He t- he took off his helmet and he started punching the player in the face. <laughs> and the refs were trying to separate the ref from the player. That's awesome. Like it just that happens in baseball sometimes. If the home plate umpire is kind of not yeah, after they playing. kick some dirt at each other, like oh, no, no, no. First. it happens. Like like if a pitcher and the home plate umpire kind of get into it, he'll kind of look at the catcher and like, hey, don't catch this one, mm. and just kind of hit him in the face mask. Let's <laughs> see, but the 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 coach is doing it through somebody else, whereas the ref is just like. I'm going to punch this guy in the face myself. <laughs> I'm going to do it, and I don't care what happens. With baseball, it's a, it's a little more sissy. I'm going to kick some dirt at your shoes. Your wife doesn't make a good apple pie, you bastard. And Hey, well, you know what's going to happen. Now you got to umpire the rest of that game with dirt in your shoes. <laughs> you got a point there. You know how co- uncomfortable point. that is? Have you ever been to the beach? <laughs> Especially if that happens in, like, the third inning, you're done for. You're <laughs> done for. You're done. Those socks, you got to throw them out. Kyle doesn't. But, <laughs> no, he's going to wear them the next day. The thing, I don't know, the thing too with hockey is just like, I feel like in the MLB, in my opinion, generally, like the higher-seeded team generally comes out on top. Um, With, with, with NBA, you, you might see a lower, like you, you do see a little bit of upsets, but for the most part, like the exciting part of a lower seed is you're just hoping, like, you know, like, if you were to see the Pelicans going up against the, the, the Rockets, like, the exciting thing would be if the, if the Pelicans are able to force a seven-game series against the Rockets. Like, that's a good series at that point. Like you're Pelicans really can beat the Rockets. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, uh, they were the first lower-seeded team I could think of. Um, but, like, with hockey, like, you just you see it all the time. It just happens so much. Because, uh, like you said, I think, because a lot of it can just, oh, I don't want to say luck, but it comes down to chance. You know, a puck takes an odd bounce, and that puts you up a goal, and you want, and now you have some momentum, and it's just it's a different type of game. Yeah, very momentum-driven sport. Baseball, you got to figure in a seven-game series. You know, you have your three or four pitchers; they each get their matchup. It's it's just a different style. We should see one seven-game series for a World Series where a pitcher has to pitch all seven games. Baumgartner would be sick. No, well, not right now with his broken hand. Well, if they get to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, do we have a timetable on that at all? Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Something. So, saying, oh, so he only missed like the first like four weeks of the season, four or five but weeks. But the other of the thing said he's expected back like right before the All Star break, which I thought was kind of weird. It, it but they f- moved the All Star break up to May first. They want to oh. get out of the way early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it all depends on how his recovery happens. Well, no. So what they did was they moved the All Star break up to May first, and then the season ends May thirtieth, and then what they do is is all. After the two months, the two worst teams in each conference or uh, not conference, but a league, American League and NL, don't make it, and then the rest of them play seven game series all the way through to October. That'd be really annoying. I'm to be honest, I don't really, I, I couldn't really follow what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me. What? So it was more of a reference. I don't know if anybody really picked it up, but it was more of a reference to that. Anybody ever see basketball? Mm-hmm. The uh, movie's pretty bad. The, the South Park uh, whoa, whoa, is there. Whoa. And no, that movie we'll just, isn't good. But it's just Come funny because they do the playoff uh. bracket thing. Where it's like they do a round-robin tournament of seven, through, and then the winners of that advance <laughs> to a best of 16. And it's like the playoffs took like a year to get through. Then they started the next week. Yeah, and then they start the next <laughs> week. And it's like the weird scene, scene where like, Trey Parker's making out with him like in the seesaw thing. and just It's a very odd movie. Big fan. Me too, big fan. We'll have to do that. We'll do one show. We'll have to do a, one of our one of our hours. Basketball review? No, not basketball. We'll have to do uh, sports movies. Just, we'll talk sports movies. 
You guys have anything to add, though, to, to NHL at all? I know, Kyle, you said Penguins have a chance to three-peat. Do you think they will? No. They want LeBron James. That's really hard to do. they got to bring in LeBron. It is very hard to do. I think teams are going to come for him and play more physical with him. Well, the thing, too, is the Penguins haven't been – I mean, they're, they're a 90-point team, which is no slouch. They do have the potential to make the 100-point – break the 100-point plateau, but they haven't been consistent all year. Like they're not. It hasn't been the Pittsburgh team we've seen. Like, like a, this Pittsburgh team, ninety points is is great, and we've seen them finish with ninety points and go very deep into the playoffs. But it just hasn't been the consistency all season. As of late, maybe the past twenty games, twenty thirty games, it's been very good. But I mean, there were some times in the in the middle there where they were they were struggling. Well, if they play the Capitals, they'll beat them. See, I, I think you, um, what in the oh you mean in the finals? Yeah, I think you can look at the Penguins almost like how teams right now are looking at the Cavaliers, where they're kind of. Sputtering through the regular season, but once the playoffs hit, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they'll flip the they, switch. They've been there so much that the team knows how to get through the playoffs. It's just going to be business as usual for them. So, you know, do this. I mean, I have a feeling I know who most of the answers are going to be, but who, who's the team to beat in the West and the East for you guys? So, um, like I said, again, in the East, we got, you know, we won't do the wild card teams. I mean, they, they can be hot, but. Your division leaders, you know, we got Tampa and Boston, and then Washington and Pittsburgh, and then out west it's Nashville and Winnipeg, and then Vegas and San Jose. For me, I say Vegas and Tampa. Okay. All right, Baron? Come here. Uh, can't sleep on Nashville. You know, Mr. Subban, you know, <laughs> big fan of his. Uh, <laughs> I think you're a big Larry. fan of a big fan of his. Nah, that's more more appropriate. And then, uh, well, I, I tend to agree really with doesn't Black. finish. He's like, yep. Well, I, you looked away. Uh, yeah, Peter told you to get <laughs> off your phone. <laughs> I was looking at the standings. <laughs> Shut up, Peter. <laughs> I, get, I agree with Mark about Pittsburgh, the team that kind of just flips the switch. Like, okay, it's the playoffs now. Let's show up. Yeah. So Here we go. Texas Stashville. <laughs> I'm going with Tampa, Nashville. Those are the two teams to beat? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of like a – Similar question, but so the the teams that you guys named, do you think those are the teams that you respectively name are are the Stanley Cup finals yeah. players? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I, I, so you think so those are the teams to beat, but someone will beat them. I think Tampa. I think Nashville gets goes to the Stanley Cup. So it's Nashville versus either I think Pittsburgh. I think it's rematch. Okay. So you got Vegas, Tampa. Yes, and I have the rematch as well. Okay, I think. Wait, you said Pittsburgh for the team to beat in the East? I did. Dick. <laughs> well, I mean, you could still have that. That's not, uh, that's not what I was arguing. Um, it's funny. Um, I don't know why I'm saying this, and I know I'm going to be wrong. And so when I'm wrong, I promise to take the private stock for it. Uh, I'll actually do a triple shot for it. Um, Uh-oh. But my team to beat in the West is Nashville. Um, I think they're the only team that's been consistently hot. I mean, they're leading the league in points. Um, but the team to beat is Tampa in the East because they've proven it. But my Stanley Cup predictions is going to be um, so weird to say. It's going to be the Jets, Blue Jackets. Oh, sorry, no, not Blue Jackets. I was wrong. Capitals. Jets, Capitals. Wearing Blue Jackets. <laughs> You know, I was going to say I deserve a shot of private stock for that, but he deserves it more. <laughs> so give it to him. Let's share. No, you deserve it more. Ooh, send it around, Ooh, pal. Why Peter, do you Peter, see the blue Peter's watching. <laughs> we had a discussion. No bottles over the board. Unless they're open. Why do you see the blue jackets? 
No, no, Capitals. Oh. I meant Capitals. I think the Capitals get it done this year. And the reason I say that is because Boston, in my opinion, is they were supposed to be good this year, but they're better than they were supposed to be. I fig- I pictured them to be the the third seed in the Atlantic Division, finishing around a 90-point finish. Um you know, Marshan was going to do his thing. You know, all these players are going to do They're going to get these players back that are, have been either unhealthy or injured in time for the playoffs, especially Bergeron. Um, that's been a big key missing for them. I mean, games where Bergeron doesn't play. You, Bergeron and, and, and Taze, to me, are like the two most pivotal players for any team. Like when Taze is injured and he's not playing, or when for the Blackhawks or Bergeron for the Bruins, you really see how important faceoffs is for a team, especially on the defensive end of the ice. When Bergeron played, I think it was against the Red Wings, not this last game they played, but the game before that, they just looked atrocious in the circle. Absolutely atrocious. And it was so noticeable because Bergeron wasn't there. I mean, you're talking about Bergeron being a 65 to 70% faceoff winning percentage type of guy and take that out of the lineup. I mean, that's like, the only thing I can attest it to is... is He's a modern day Conway. Okay. Um, You can just go ahead and take this. Um... (laughs) Just because Conway wasn't a center. Um, Banksy, whatever. Banksy was a winger. Who the fuck? Uh, Jesse Hall. Nope. He Man, took some, but he wasn't a center. Well, like in the beginning, right? Yeah, it was Averman. Averman was the center. Oh, dude, even better. Yeah. So that's like six wrong, so just finish the ball. <laughs> um, no shot. I don't know. I just, I think the East is so tightly wound and competitive that I think for the first time, the Capitals are being looked at as the team that shouldn't go to the... The finals for the East. They choke every year. So not because they choke, but just because like I think people are viewing Pittsburgh as better than them now that Pittsburgh has really gotten on their own and whatnot. Is Matt Murray back? I'm sorry. Uh, I think so. Not 100 percent sure. I'm not going to vouch on it because I don't want to do any shots. Um, but like Tampa's really good. Boston's really good. Toronto's you know got 97 points. You know these teams like I mean the whole Atlantic three team race right there is better statistically than Washington. So I think it's like the first time Washington's been kind of slept on, so I feel like they could potentially make that. But they're cursed. They are cursed. Washington, D.C. curse. Yeah. It's a doomed team. So, what so else? I know... Yeah, cousins had to go to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Mark wanted to do machine washable. Wanted to do some like a hot takey type of thing. Well, you could if you think about it, I mean, we've already said NBA and NHL are winding down, but baseball's starting up, and we have football... On the horizon coming. The draft. Draft's coming up. Is there any type of, like, you know, somewhat realistic, like, hot take? I got one for you. What do you got, Kyle? Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You can go first. I just want to get this one question out of the way, and then you guys okay. run, the, run the table on this one. You guys do some hosting. Um, So this one, I saw this question. I posed this to Souls last night, Um, and I'd like him to post his thoughts on the, the air, but you guys can chime in as well. Um, I follow this page on Instagram, basketball page called Dunk. And they do um, follow them. They 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 they, bring, they rise some good questions to the table about stuff. And you know they they do these kind of things where they they post a a player with like a fact, and then they say in the comment true or false, and then they have discussions in the comments with their their followers. So one of the ones that really intrigued me, and I wish Jamar was here to discuss it, but was it said Kevin Durant will have the numbers at the end of his season or at the end of his career to be considered the goat, but won't because of his move to Golden State. True or false? I personally said true. So again, say true. Kevin Durant has the numbers, statistics to be the goat, but he won't be the goat because he went to Golden State. So we got two trues, Red Baron. Uh, I'll say false. 
See, I also say false. Why can't he be a good player on a good squad? And you know, why would that be impact him like it? Uh, for me, Durant's always going to be looked at like the good player that had to go to the good team to win. He is great. I mean, he's one of the best players in the world. There's no denying it. But he made the move to join well, the team. tonight. You're just being ass. But I'm saying, like, he made the move to join the Golden State Warriors, who just came off a championship. It, it's just. Well, do you remember the whole thing that we did on Ring Robbers? Yes. I mean, I think that kind of falls into that category, sort of. I mean, it's a guy he joined a, a winning squad. It's just. But that's what I mean. James like, Harrison was almost the biggest ring robber in the world. <laughs> we have we have this okay. thing that like. Sports fans, they, they want to see players win rings and, you know, take less money to win rings. And that's exactly what Durant has done. He took less money to stay with the Warriors. They, they've won a ring, but we're, they're always going to look at him like he had to join this already a super team to do it. I think he would have gotten a ring on his own at some, I mean, maybe not with Oklahoma, I don't know. But I, I don't see anything wrong with him going there. It's just that he's always going to be looked down on for doing it. So. Like, they look at Kevin Durant as the bad guy. Right. And he's really not. Because in Oklahoma, he wasn't going to win. Such he, a nice guy. <laughs> like, he had Russell Westbrook, and that was it. There's nothing wrong with the bad guy. No, but what I'm saying is, like, everybody, wants, everybody really wants the good guy to come out on top. And that's why everybody wants LeBron, because everyone thinks LeBron is the good guy. But I just feel like his numbers speak for themselves. He's a superstar. He was better in Oklahoma because he didn't have the talent around him that he does now. So, well, he did. It just wasn't matured enough yet. Yeah. And I just feel like him going to Golden State is not really... Because well, I mean, that's, a, that's a topic that's o- always worth talking about in my mind. We won't, we won't discuss it too much now, but it's always a great topic in my mind. It's just imagine if Oklahoma let it ride. Imagine if Oklahoma decided, let's see what we got for the future. Because Steven Adams wasn't the player he is now. But forget that. It just would have been Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing is, it's like, though it, they and never Harden, won. Harden would have been more. Sorry not to cut you off, but Harden, I think if that team stayed to fruition, I think Harden would have been much more like a Ray Allen. The only than, thing, yeah, the only he, thing is that. Harden is very underrated in his three-point shooting ability. He is lights out. I mean, everyone knows he's a great three-point shooter, but, like, like people just they just assume Steph Curry when you say the best three-point shooter of all time. But Harden lights it up and from deep regularly. He just didn't want to be a six-man anymore. No, I, I understand that. It's nothing to do with that. But I'm just saying, like, if they had stayed together, you know, I think Harden would have been that Ray Allen type of guy. I, I don't want to say Clay Thompson because Harden's defense is minimal at best. <laughs> 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 he can play defense when he chooses to. A lot of times you're just like, whatever. Eh, he can't. He was okay. He was pretty good when he was in Oklahoma. He, he was quick. Just, he can keep up with the guards like, like a Steph Curry. The people that do the, you know, like, that come to the rim with finesse and use the Euro step and run around on the perimeter or do like the cut moves like a Rip Hamilton through the James Harden's good at keeping up with those people, which makes which when he decides to play defense is good. But like James Harden will never be a good defender if he has to guard somebody like Dame. He's not going to be good against someone that's going to go to the hoop from the top of the key with power. Because like when when Damian goes to the goes to the hoop, he's looking to finish it with some pizzazz. He's looking to finish with two hands at the rim. In an aggressive fashion. That's not what Harden's good for. So he's like, well, defense to one out of five, I'll give him like a... Two and a half. When he's on, I'll give him a three because he can keep up with people. The speed helps, but... He's just more for the offensive guy who puts a 40-10-10. Which, like, I mean... like Makes up for it. Yeah, you don't have to... <laughs> if you can do that regularly, fuck defense. We'll, fill, they'll do, we'll do what Houston does. We'll fill you with people who shoot the ball and play defense. But... 
so I, I say false, um, not because of the statistical aspect of it. I, I think that he will be able to put up the statistics to keep him in that GOAT discussion. I don't think he'll be considered the GOAT not because of um, moving to Golden State. I just don't think he'll be considered the GOAT because Golden State didn't need him to win championships. He needed that. He needed them. And I know what you're saying. Like He didn't have the talent to what it is now. He didn't have the Westbrook that we're seeing last season and this season. He doesn't. He didn't have the Harden we're seeing now or the, you know, like Abaka and all that stuff. Those pieces, they didn't all fit together as well as they should have at the time. But you look at, like, the, the three players that are in discussion for, like, the GOAT, the number one GOAT in NBA history. The Lakers couldn't have done it, in my opinion, without Kobe. They couldn't have. I mean, they, maybe they would have won one. I mean, Shaq was dominant. There's no doubting about it. But without Kobe, I don't think they would have gotten the three, the three-peak gun. It was proven that the Bulls couldn't do it without Jordan because they didn't reach the finals either year he was out. Scottie Pippen did his best. He should have won MVP that first year. He put up amazing numbers, and they did make playoff runs, but they couldn't make it to the finals without him. And then he comes back, and they win three more. And then you look at LeBron James, and you look at the amount of finals he's been in in his career. Even if he hasn't won them all, you just look at the finals. Like To me, that's what speaks the volume towards the, the GOAT. Because, I mean, Kobe's got... Five or four? Five, I think. Five. I, think one, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I know he won at least one without Shaq. Yeah, he beat the Celtics without Shaq. Yeah. I'm trying to think if he won the other one. I think it, I think it's five, though. And then Jordan's got six. LeBron's got four. Three with Miami, one with Cleveland. Yeah. But he's been to, like, you know, 15. I don't know, somewhere between, like, one and thousand finals. <laughs> um, And then, but you look at Durant, I mean... He made the one finals appearance with Oklahoma, but... They were too young. It just didn't work out at all. They, they, they were very undermatched. And Golden State, like I said, Golden State did not need him to do what they've been doing. They did it before he got there, and they could do it after he left. So, to me, that's... I mean, for me, for, for Kevin Durant to be considered the GOAT, it would almost seem like Kevin Durant would need to go to a team where there's only one other star player, not superstar. He would need to kind of do what's happening in Toronto. He'd need to be the DeRozan, and he'd need to have a Lowry. Go to Brooklyn, take him to a title. <laughs> I think him and D'Angelo would be good together. Can I tell you? I also think if I think if you know a lot of people talk about all this LeBron James stuff, I think Durant would be a great fit in LA. I hate so much when people have these greatest of all time debates. I hate it. Because you can't compare players now to players in the past. You just can't. In any sport. This, the, all sports, they've changed so much over the past few years. You just can't compare them. I hate it. I saw this one post a long time ago, and I agree with it most for NBA. It, for football, it's, it's a little different because it's so skilled position-wise. I mean, there's certain players that, in my opinion, you can talk about being the greatest of all time without a doubt. Like, I, I think Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. Oh, it's, and it's I, I, don't, I, I think, I can agree I think if that. you asked 100 real football fans, I think at least 80% of them would say the same thing. And, Even but that, but statistical, big game, clutch, that type of thing. But running back might vary a little bit, you know. but I think you're going to get the two guys in the same discussion. I mean, honestly, if you ask real football fans, I think it's going to be Walter Payton or Barry Sanders. But that's because if you look like Jerry Rice put up those huge receiving numbers in a running back-driven 
league. Right. And the same thing, like those two running backs were the best ever in a running offense. That the NFL is so different now. You can't compare like Well, here's the thing, even in today's NFL, no receiver is going to be able to match those numbers. But it's only life. a matter of time because no, it's such a pass-heavy so. league. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Larry Fitzgerald is the only active player right now who's even close, even and he's close. still he's still eight thousand yards away from. Jerry and he's, he's going into his fourteenth season. I mean, gr- oh, keyboard. God <laughs> damn it! Granted that Jerry Rice played twenty seasons. I mean, <laughs> just real funny point. Uh, Peter wants to. Wants us to know that Michael Irvin was better than Jerry Rice. We'll go ahead and say that. We'll also say that Emmett Smith's a washout that had to go play in freaking Arizona just so he could break the record. He didn't deserve it. He's not a better running back. But than really, like to me, as far as receivers, say that. the only far, person that, he's not a better running back than Barry Sanders. The either. only person that can be in the conversation with Walter Payton, in my opinion, is Barry Sanders, and that's only because we don't know what would have happened if Barry played. And he also he had a terrible offensive line. He had a terrible team. <laughs> <laughs> really though, like to me, it's only a matter of time before someone breaks Jerry Rice's record. Because I don't it, think it'll ever happen. It, His it, career it receiving though. yards? Yes. No, I don't it think it will ever because teams are throwing more and more, and you're seeing more receivers come out. But that's just it. And the my argument against your point is what you just said is that you're seeing more and more receivers come out. Almost every team in the NFL now has two legitimate weapons at receiver. Jerry Rice was the only legitimate weapon for almost 20 years on whatever team he decided that's, to play that's on. That's a good point. I, well, I don't see pretty terrible in Seattle, but, but he barely played. He was just he was just a roster. <laughs> okay, spot. let's not count Seattle. Then. But but it, he, all these teams he's been on. I mean, he was he was the guy. Like it, it, and they're like you said, it was a run heavy team. So he was just the guy. I mean, you look at Calvin Johnson. I mean, yes, he cut his career short, but even Calvin Johnson's career in Detroit, he was the. He was the guy. He was the number one. But he had Nate Burleson. Like he had a legitimate receiver that could catch the ball, move the marker, score touchdowns on the other side of the field. You look at these people like uh, Jordy Nelsons and, and these Randall Cobbs. Like they played with each other for so long, and so it just hinders the stats for the other players. I can I, see that. I don't think Jerry Jerry Rice might get beaten in touchdowns. I mean, he's got a lot. But I could I could see a big red zone threat tight end coming into the league that just dominates in touchdowns. The problem is someone has to come out of the gate as a rookie and put yards together like he did right off the bat. You can't start late. You can't have three seasons Which, of mediocrity yeah. and then start to pick it up. You I have to be you, amazing out of the gate. We almost saw that with two guys. I mean, Odell did it, but he, he he's battled injuries and you know hasn't didn't do it last year. But and Mike Evans was on track, but then you know Jameis Winston didn't come out super great. But those are two guys, I mean, could make a run at it. So we'll just do the, do a quick um, look at Jerry Rice here. we got to wind it down. I, I just hate I hate that, especially for NFL quarterbacks is where it drives me nuts. because Quarterback's too tough. It, it's, it's horrible because if Dan Marino played in today's NFL, he'd probably have 10,000 passing yards a year. He was putting up five thousand yards. On a very bad team. But I mean, he was putting up five thousand yards a season what in a run first NFL, and like you said, on not great teams. Marino <laughs> battled some injury as well. He, he didn't wasn't. You know. it, if he played in today's NFL, he would be lighting it up, throwing the ball. So, I mean, like Jerry Rice from from eighty five to ninety five in his first ten years, his rookie year was nine hundred twenty seven yards, and then his next <laughs> lowest was 1,078, and then after that, he consecutively broke 1,200. Yeah. In, in, in ten, his first 10 years. I mean, I just... The biggest thing that, that may keep his record forever is the longevity. 
Because well, that's something we don't really see anymore. As a guy, he was he was hardly hurt, and even when he was hurt, he was playing. Yeah, I mean, you look I think at the only the only big year he really, I think the only the notable like yard. really year that he had for injuries was I think it was his, uh, it was um, what year was it? Ninety seven. He was really hurt. I think he only played two games. I think he finished, but I think even in that year, yeah, that year he he got. He had two receptions or something like that. Seven receptions for 78 yards. Yeah. And that was his only real injury year. It's a, I, I, I mean, think about I it. That means, that means he had seven receptions for 78 yards. It's still pretty fucking nuts. Well, yeah, so he had, he had two years he played in the NFL that he wasn't even really playing. Seattle, and uh, he played two years in Oakland, I think. And the second year in Oakland, he was just a, a roster spot. Yeah. It, 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 I just hate those great – because if you see a lot of the quarterbacks, if they played – you know, 25 years ago, they wouldn't have the stats they had just because the, the game has changed no, so much. The game has changed. There's no argument against it. He, I'm just saying that. He played four years in Oakland. Four years One in Oakland. Because even that, like, if you look at it in terms of basketball, everyone compares Jordan to LeBron. But when Jordan was playing, I mean, there really wasn't the three-point shot. They had it, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. I have to state too that in his his twentieth year season with Seattle, he still averaged fifteen yards of reception. <laughs> I mean, he only had twenty five receptions for three hundred sixty yards, but still averaged fifteen yards yeah. of reception. And he he broke the th- he broke the thousand yard plateau twice in Oakland and very close his third year. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like it's a it's a different game. And I saw this thing a long time ago that forever will break it down. I, for NBA, everyone's allowed to have their own opinions. Um, for, for greatest of all time, but it, I think they're all in the discussion, and I think they're all, like, you know, at the end of the day, when they really sit down, like, LeBron might be a little bit more competitive about it now because he's still playing, but, like, I think now that, like, Kobe's retired, I think Kobe looks at it, you know, like, hey, I was in the discussion as the greatest of all time, good enough for me. But for me, it'll be, it'll always go down as LeBron James is the best all-around athlete we've ever seen to ever play basketball, hands down. Kobe Bryant is the best scorer of all time. And Michael Jordan is the most clutch player we've ever seen in the NBA. If you know, if you put the three of them on a team, LeBron wouldn't have to do scoring and he'd still put up double-doubles. That's how good of an all-around player he is. LeBron would average 10 assists and 10 rebounds a game without a doubt, without scoring. Yeah. And then you, you look at Kobe, I mean, you just look at the, the numbers that Kobe's put up over his career like and, and the way he's adapted his game. I mean, with age, he, he developed an, a pretty amazing three-point shot, especially contested. He still was able to drive the hoop at an old age. And Michael Jordan was just, he was that guy that at the end of the game, if whatever you needed him to do, it got done. Yeah, You needed the steal, he came up with the steal. You needed that rebound, Michael Jordan was the guy breaking in there and getting the rebound over all the seven-footers. He, he needed the two points against the Jazz. He got him. Just that's my opinion on it. I saw it and I couldn't agree with it more. I just wish that instead of all time, you looked almost at, I mean, like the of a generation or of that particular decade. It's it just, I hate the all time debates. It's good for arguing. It, is, but th- but that's all it is. It's it's just to start an argument that nobody can win. Well, let's do it real quick. No arguing about it. Just just curious. We'll do it for NBA because we were talking about it. I think that's the easiest one to do because there's more, every more you know, synonymous playing defensive and offensive. You're on the court for both. Everything. 
Souls, in your opinion, who's the best NBA player of all time? Michael Jordan. Okay. I say LeBron. All right. Rivera? See, I didn't get to see Michael Jordan play, but I, I think Michael Jordan. All right. I'm not going to tell you who mine is. You have to. No, because I'm biased. Ish Smith. <laughs> no, it's... Carmelo. Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> Carmelo is the greatest player of all time to never win a ring. <laughs> to never win a ring. To never win a ring. Yeah. I thought you said to win a ring. <laughs> to ever win a ring. <laughs> well, no, to ever, ever? <laughs> ever, ever? <laughs> right. I just want to bring this up real quick. Oh, my God. I'm joking. Excuse me. Well, God, we have like three minutes. Yeah, so. well, I tried earlier. Let's You're go. Um, the hot topic, Shaquan Barkley will fall to six to the Colts. I don't want to talk about that. I want him to go number two to the Giants. <laughs> no, but you think about it. Why would you trade JPP if you weren't going to pick Bradley Chubb? I, well, no. I think they traded JPP to clear space to sign Odell. That's what I – they gave That's Pierre stupid Paul. because you had to go into a 3-4. But, but I, what I mean is, like, they have other defensive end. You know, they have Vernon still there. Um – Snacks is still on the line. Pierre Paul was an expensive piece that was not falling off, but, but it didn't starting help to. you guys in the cap room. Did at you guys all. see the meme of him? Of course it did. No, it it did you guys see the meme of him in the Tampa Bay uniform? Yeah, with the hook. Yeah, the hook hand instead of his forefinger <laughs> or three fingers. Oh, it was dying. It, it's just Pierre Paul. Like they, he was not that he was on the outs, but you know he was already having contract disputes that started. I don't know, two years ago, I think it was. The trade to me made sense. I didn't really care for it, but it is what it is. That's how football operates. You see, you know, star players get traded to clear space or whatever. Um, do I think the Giants draft Chubb? They could. I mean, I'm not saying they, they won't. Do you um, think Barkley falls to the six? I, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Because okay. I don't think the Browns let him go past four. I don't think so either. I think he goes early. Souls? I do. I think the Brown side and Carl's side means that they're going to pick a defensive player with the fourth pick. I think the Broncos but, will take but the But who if Chubb is gone? They'll take Mika Fitzpatrick. They need a corner. Oh, and then the Broncos will take the quarterback that's available because Keenum has the capability of falling apart. He has the capability of not playing well. It, I don't want to interrupt you, Kyle, but Peter wants us to know that Tim Duncan was the best NBA player of all time. <laughs> He was good. And the Jets, you know, are taking a quarterback. So, it leaves Barkley going to six to the Colts, which makes a lot of sense. I disagree. I think he fall, I think that I think the Jets take him, and they're spiraling I tell the you, stasser of office. I can see list. the Jets taking him because they've brought in so many quarterbacks. They may wait another year to get their quarterback. I see the Jets taking him. All right. We're out of time. Um... Find us on social media. Yeah, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether you're buying a custom-made LeBron Philadelphia 76ers jersey or you're talking about the greatest NBA player of all time. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. You can find us every morning from 7 to 8 a.m. on the Lieb Sports Network and here every Sunday from 11 to 1 live on the PPRN Radio Network. Beer reviews. Well, my starting pitcher, the duff, double ruffled, was very good. The duffled rubbled? <laughs> the double ruffled was very good. Um, Stony Creek did a good job with this one. Liked it a lot. The uh, reliever here, the six-point low res, very different flavor <laughs> than the double ruffled, but it, it's still easy drinking beer. Like it a lot. So The flying Jenny was straight. Uh, it was all right. And Miller Heights, whatever. Nice. Very, very descriptive, Kyle. Baron? 
I had the mutually assured destruction. Again. From from, from Thimble Island. Uh, repeating our Thimble Island brewery review. Nerd. Oh, my God. Souls, I'm just going to kick your ass. <laughs> uh, very good. Kind of like the dessert beer as described to me. I enjoyed it very much. Once again, having it, like, for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> it's exactly what's for breakfast. Uh, the Super Duper Double Citra from Thomas Hooker was very good. Uh, kind of had that hazy taste to it. Um, I'm, I, you know, I can't see it because it's in a can, but I'm assuming it's got that cloudy uh, yellow color to it. Um, it was very good, though. A lot of citra. The citra hops are very prevalent in it. Uh, pretty easy drinking at 8%, um, but very good. Definitely a physical challenge. <laughs> Until next time. Uh, it's going to be two weeks before you hear us live. Which will be the NFL draft. NFL draft, yep. Yes. The, uh, enjoy your Easter. Enjoy your Easter, yep. Uh, be sure to tune in anyway, though. Uh, 11 to 1 next Sunday. We'll have the uh, Thimble Island show for you, as well as um, some surprise. We're not sure yeah, what yet, but it'll be something. We don't know yet. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy your Easter. Take have a care. Go. Peace out. <laughs>